0: Thanks for listening to the Dr Drew podcast on podcast 1.
1: And welcome to the Dr Drew podcast. Uh, support the people that support us of course click through on the Amazon banner. Hey check out the audiobook coming soon of the uh, opium series. There's a we had a 15 part series on, or 17 parts on how we got into this mess, where we've done it before and the mistakes we might be making now. Listen to the audio book. I do a bunch of commentary on on the series there as well. Um, and do sign up for the contact list and uh, all the family podcast at doctor.com. We appreciate you being there. I am delighted to bring my friend Jason Waller in today. The new show is The Hills, The New Beginnings. It's premiering January 2019. This is a reboot of The Hills from 2006 to 2007. I saw Megan Mullally on Busy Phillips' show a couple nights ago, and she said because of the success of Phil, Will and Grace coming back, that people believe in shows coming back. Like that's going to happen and they're going to succeed.
0: So I, I, congratulations. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. No, we're very excited. It's uh – It's a different uh, beginning for me, if you will, you know, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Well, what do you mean? Well, the thing that's different this time is, you know, you have to remember about in 2005, 2006, 2007, I was the drunk, maybe womanizing alcoholic, and my life today is completely different, and it's going to be exciting for people to see uh, the different side of me.
1: Do you remember the end of either the first or the second season and you were on the beach. Do you remember? This? Would you know this? What I'm you uh, uh, Yeah,
0: we each, every time I think we might this before. Yeah, but it's good.
1: And, and, and the, you're talking to some girl that has the hots for you, and you're sort of being dismissive and whatever. And you were wasted. Yeah, and I was a viewer going, "Is somebody going to help this kid?" I was like, "Oh my god, did they see what's going on here?" Right, yeah, I know no exactly. Did anyone or did they care or do they?
0: I think, and that's the thing him? though is, is is the thing that's really different today in this age is is there was. The stigma around addiction, in my belief, is a lot more – there's a lot more knowledge about it today, right? So less stigma. There's less stigma. And
1: I thank you for being a part of reducing the stigma. Well, thank you. Thanks to reader, you. But you. But you opened your life in that show and then made a difference going forward. Yeah, but so. it's also
0: with people like that's the thing, though, is people need to get proper education, not be naive to this. And, and you are one of the major components of that, of giving me the proper education to have the insight, to be able to speak on this. And, and that's the thing is the more we can talk about it and be open, the more people are going to benefit from it. And that's, that's where the truth really lies with this.
1: Well, also, I think you particularly have an impact because, hey, that kid's got everything. Why is he drunk? Or is he... And his family, they're
0: fantastic. What the hell? Why Why would they Why would they have
1: an addict kid? Because
0: it's just genetic. Well, and well, that's the thing is people don't understand. They get shocked. And it's a big number. Don't get me wrong. But 18 of my 24 family members in the extended component, they suffer with addiction.
1: You know, I didn't know that until you told me that uh, like this year. Right. And I immediately ask you a question. I don't know if you want to sort of. Bring this up here. I'm I'm open. I said. I said. Are you Cherokee? Are you
0: North American Indian? Because that's when you see those kinds of numbers. And you said to me, "Yes, I have. I am. I am German Cherokee Indian." Uh, I have some Irish in me, and I'm German, you know, German, turkey and Irish. I mean, that's. You may have gotten a triple dose. Yeah, I should, I should <laughs> so. have a stamp on my forehead that said, you know, no alcohol or drugs for this one. I mean, <laughs> but, red but label. But the, but the
1: usually what you see with the distribution of the alcoholic potential, the gene as we call it, just loosely describing the genetic potential, um, in the average alcoholic family, it's about fifty percent per child. So usually half get it, half don't. But when you see everybody with it. North American Indians, particularly Cherokee. That's a yeah, that huge burden. Huge it's
0: burden. crazy, you know. But I'm again, thanks to to being able to be open around that by me getting sober, I was able to help and impact a lot of people in my own family. And it's it's uh it's a blessing. I never thought and that's the other thing is is it's crazy to see how this has all come full circle, mm-hmm. to be in a spot to, that I was being paid to party and, and travel the world at eighteen years old. Was that the hills the first place? The, first the, time that was Laguna Beach it's and Laguna then, then I went yeah. into the hills and you know, I thought I was living the dream, and little did I know, it became the biggest nightmare. And, but the beauty of it is, is now I advocate for substance abuse and mental health, and that, you know, treatment is, treatment works and recovery is possible, uh, because I've seen the gifts of it. And, you know, I no longer have to be in bondage of substances or of alcohol. And, You know, it's I actually got to know my real self and I'm comfortable in my own skin. So, I mean, you're going to see somebody that's completely different. Recovery is hard, man.
1: It's not easy. It's
0: it's it's a daily reprieve. And that's the thing is, I think that I learned the most is what I did yesterday does not impact what I'm doing today for my recovery. It's every day I have to be.
1: That's a new new thing from you.
0: Yeah, it's new. And that's something that, you know, I go into my routine. I do. I stick to a very because when I relapsed. A big part of that process was because of my priorities got out of whack. I mm. became complacent, uh, and my recovery was not my number one priority anymore. It's and pretty easy. It's it's pretty simple. And you, know?
1: and you know, one of the little secrets in addiction recovery is that it takes multiple treatments and several years to get sustained sobriety. It's just the way it is. And it's some. Why do of it, you think that is? I think it's because it's it, it's. I, I don't know how to say it's. A, it's a hard thing to articulate. It, it's you have to. Experience the commitment fully, like fully surrender to what you need to do, and it's hard. And so most people start cutting corners and not prioritizing. And I'm fine. I'm okay. It's and, and and it'll get you. It'll come out. It'll sneak up on you. It'll get you. And some people can do that. By the way, some people can kind of get away with slack and a little bit, and they don't have that big a burden or what they whatever it is. The either the environmental or the genetic burden isn't as bad, and they can kind of slip and slide around. They don't really, you know, they may may not be as fulfilled and as um, flourishing as I would like to see people, but all right, they're okay. But if you're someone that's got a big burden and really has got the real deal thing, it'll come back. It just oh, gets right. <laughs> It hangs
0: over you. your shoulder. Yeah. It really does. Yeah, it's that, weird. Yeah. It's so
1: weird. And then and, and people each time, I mean, I remember when we started doing the show and uh, they, you know, the, the first time they introduced Bob Forrest in, in our group, they had a, a Chiron under him that said Bob Forrest twenty two treatments. People like, oh my god, twenty two treatments! For me, right? I, I never thought about that. I thought no, he needed all these different treatments. He was a really—you <laughs> don't even know how bad he was. <laughs> I, I, he was I don't. Re- I mean, just from
0: videos, I couldn't
1: even imagine what oh he didn't my show. Oh, God, was he awful! And when I—I I think did I tell you a story? about when I re- reconnected with him, no. I've told, you, oh my you know. god! So I'll tell a story. So. He used to come up on Love Line years ago with his band. He was he was on the band Valonious uh, Monster, and he was like a wild man, like like out of control. And he he'd always run out of the studio, like in the middle of the broadcast, and go to the. I didn't I wasn't even savvy enough then to really understand what was happening. But he was going to the bathroom and shooting up, or snorting, or doing drugs. And he and he would just come back and just start just saying horrible <laughs> things, It'd be crazy. And he became emaciated and. Almost like encephalopathic, like he right. wasn't really connected to reality, and um, I thought he had AIDS. I thought because no it was way. during all that, you know. And wow. he, he, if you watch his movie, the Bob and the Monster, he did share a needle with an HIV infected guy oh and didn't God. get it. No, yes, they. Cr- you got to see the, movie. You I, I, see the I, movie. I saw pieces of it. I okay. got to go gotta back and watch it. And, and um, so I just announced, I go look. We cannot be around this guy. Let's. He's dead. He's a dying man. We can't help him. He, I've tried. I, I wasn't very good then, but I tried. And I said, we just have to let him go and let's mourn his loss. And it's inevitable. It's inevitable, everybody. And uh, we let him go. And everybody's life did at the same time. Strangely, we all kind of burned out on him at the same time. And uh, he went to prison and this and that and finally found his way in sobriety and was, you know – Washing dishes near Macarthur Park for three years, going to meetings. That's all he did. Right. We'll washing dishes, go to meetings. He had a total collapse of his life, and uh, started working for your music, music assistance program, a MAP we called it back then. And I was doing a thing with Bill Nye the Science Guy. No he, wanted way. To, he wanted to do a presentation on addiction, so he said, "Would you give the lecture you give to a group of addicts I said, or to some group? I didn't right. know who the group was even." And I gave it this lecture, and um, and I. The whole time, Bob, you know, Bill Nye's asking questions, and stuff, and in the front, in this group of maybe thirty people. There's this guy in the hat and glasses, and I'm the whole time I'm talking. I'm having an internal dialogue with myself, going, "Jesus Christ, the guy looks like Bob Force, but <laughs> Bob Force is dead. This right? is so uncanny how much he looks like. How many in, years had gone by now? Twelve years, something like, oh, 50, wow. fourteen years. And uh, and he was asking these very good questions and he was engaged and he was, you know, sort of I was impressed. passionate, right? I was just impressed. And I and I the, it got more and more weird in my head because I'm like, Is <laughs> I mean, because, man, he looks I, I, the whole time. I was like, really? But impossible, just not possible. And so I finished the thing. And at the end, he came up to ask more questions. And at the very end, he goes, you know, we we had a relationship at one time. I'm like. Oh shit. You've got to be kidding me! You've got to be kidding me! I was blown away. So I said, "All right, we, I gotta stay connected to you now. We yeah. gotta find each other." And he was working at MAP and Passion Recovery Center, and he got a job up there. And I just stole him. I just stole him, and I brought him down to a psychiatric hospital, and really trained him. Yeah, in uh, being uh, you know a hospital-based professional, and then kind of an administrator of our unit and that's we did that over another decade so we had spent another 10-12 years together and then Shelly came into the picture and you know and these were all this little team we built and
0: but it's so it's so crazy. That I think that the, the biggest value to what a, what Bob has, besides the clinical component, though, is just the relatability that he has because he can connect with so many different types of people. He,
1: he's done what well, you name it. He has walked those rails. <laughs> he's, he's, he's so relatable. Yeah, to people. yeah. and uh, so you know, I rely on him very heavily. And, and he always set gets me straight too, because when when you're way in your disease all your priorities are uh, they're just not they're not normal priorities correct and so you have to for an enormous thinking with you We don't. We have to really watch ourselves because we'll always forget. Oh yeah, yeah. The priority is use drugs. That's the priority. Your brain is doing to you. You don't even be aware of it, but that's what your brain's doing to you all the time. And it's it's a hard thing to keep top of mind if you're not experiencing that. It is, and it's, and and for you, it's not even really on a conscious level. It's just coloring things all the time, right? It
0: it is, and that's that's how tricky it can be. I mean, that's why I literally have to have, even though I'm so used to my routine, but I have it in my calendar every single day to do my morning routine because just it's not that I. You know, I built, I've built, i implemented it, but it's it's so easy just to bypass it. You know what no, I mean? No, no, you it, cannot. Do you
1: want people to um, join you, like, in the Instagram stuff? And, oh, yeah. Tell them where to go. Where they yeah, go? so
0: if you guys want to go to my Instagram and check out what we got going on there, it's uh, at Jason Waller, W-A-H-L-E-R. Is there an underscore or anything? No, no just, just, just Jason Waller. W-A-H-L-E-R. Yeah.
1: And um, you have a thing, something coming up for the mission, and I want to th- – did you get my email? I didn't. Dude, I, didn't I sent you an email. email after the thing we did at the mission. I gotta make sure you have my good. right email. Oh, for I kind of make sure Oh man, I'll write it down because I you. was gonna call you about that. Oh, I'll send an email.
0: I appreciate. It. I'm no. Bummed. I, no, I definitely. Right. Well, we'll tell people about that. But first, tell okay. us about the November twenty first. Yeah. Please. So you know, obviously, uh, LA Mission is a unbelievable organization. It's uh, based out of down on Skid Row, uh, one hundred fifty seven Los Angeles. Uh, Los Angeles. Yes, it's one hundred fifty seven thousand square foot, uh, thirteen million annual nonprofit that houses and shelters over about you know five hundred homeless people, provides over fifteen hundred meals. Uh, and every major holiday, they do a block party, and they shut down the whole block. And they, you know, we're going to go down there on for Thanksgiving coming up on the twenty first. Uh, we're going to be down there. Uh, Thanksgiving
1: the twenty first this year. Or it's, 22nd? it's the twenty second. So we okay. go. I'm sorry, the Wednesday. day the
0: day prior to Thanksgiving, we go down there, shut it down, we feed up close to about three thousand people wow. come through, and I mean, we provide them a full Thanksgiving meal, uh, give them give them gifts, you know, shoes, you know, clothes, you name it. But it's an unbelievable experience. If people are around and want to donate their time, they got to come down and. Uh, check out the Los Angeles Mission uh, Thanksgiving block party.
1: Here we go. So here's the email. Message. Let's see what the address is. That's the address I had. Is that wrong? Brother, we uh, – no. <laughs> That's wrong. Brother. Is that old? No, no, it's, it's old. Okay, okay, I'll it, update it. All right. Hold on a second. Oh, God darn it. It's all good, man. so mad. Uh, all right. We're going to do this Alex, one. I probably went to
0: you about two years ago. <laughs>
1: I can't figure out how to edit this. All right. Create new contact. And you're gonna put it. This a name. is just. Dynamite. I know it's hey. Dynamite r- stuff. Relax, yeah, dude. There. Sorry, bro. Hey, we get to see each other very rarely. Yeah, so relax. Hey, I'm
0: with you. I don't apologize to me. It's all good, man. We're making it happen here.
1: So the reason I'm upset is Jason was part of a very touching experience for me, where he, I guess, was involved in. All right, now this will go to you finally. Um, this is important
0: stuff, here, man. This is like sentimental, you know. Yeah, I know.
1: That's why I'm sort of making light of it because it's very intense. Um, it's the wrong address. I'll fill in for you.
0: Jason was involved in presenting something to Dr. Not just Drew. presenting. <laughs> not just presenting.
1: He, he was instrumental in me receiving.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, Drew, man, that was... I'm going to let him talk on that because Well, go ahead. It, it will, no, so I mean we we acknowledge somebody every year uh, at you. the Los Angeles Mission for somebody that's done a tremendous job and and philanthropic and just being able to raise awareness in I've the had community. a thing about
1: the homeless problem and yeah, I've been that's chanting true. about it on the radio for a couple of years now and I'm I'm really upset. I'm all the time upset. And it it's just not making sense to me that we have a government that calls itself a functioning government that allows this. Don't get me started. Yeah. yeah. And the only people, having been there many, many times, that have been there – well, there's actually two groups that I, I love down there. One is Homeboys. Yeah. The Homeboy Bakery. Yeah. But the real the real workhorse that has just been there is the Los Angeles Mission. Correct. And if you ever see the movie The Soloist, you ought to see that movie. You're I haven't it. seen it. I will watch it. It, it. Gary, you seen The Soloist? That's it, the Jamie Foxx one? Jamie Foxx and Robert Downey Jr. I haven't. Oh, my God. It's, it is it is a just a perfect exploration of how, how dicey and challenging – it is, you know, with chronic mental illness on the streets and why it's not something you can just deal with. But Correct. it's something you have to stay on. And uh the mission is particularly good with people that are sort of temporarily homeless. They they can they can change those people's lives, Correct. for sure. Um uh for Jason you can follow him at JasonWaller.com, dot com at Jason Waller no WallerJason on Twitter. Yeah. Instagram is at Jason Wall. That's where those your daily stories are. Yes, sir. Uh, and are those designed just for you to get some support? Or those for other no. So can...
0: it's actually for me to be, stay accountable. Number one, but two is to shed light and be open and vulnerable. Because I believe by expressing vulnerability creates humility. And I think there's, you know, just I That's for me. It's 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 part of my calling now. You know, and I feel like it's God's work and that's going through me. And as soon as I stop doing it, there's no need for me to be here anymore. And you. Um... No, i married with a child. Which yeah, I'm married crazy. with a kid. I got a 14 month old, which is
1: Delilah. She's not and incredible. It, do you want? I'm not sure if. When did we last do a podcast together? We probably haven't done. How long has it been, bro? Year or two, uh, year and a uh, half. Gary, you know, there, he's going to look
0: right now. Yeah, it's, it's probably um, been. A did while. we
1: chronicle your your story in that I, one?
0: I don't think we did. You want to get into I, it a little bit? Yeah, let's get into it. It's
1: 2013 episode 20. Geez.
0: Oh my! Oh man, I was in active addiction for a minute. Whoa. 2000. This, I was relapsed that's five years ago. Yeah, no, I was still that's sober just, then. That's as far as the Doctor
1: Drew podcast. It looks like you may have been on this life more recently. Yes, yes he that's was. what yes, it was. This, yes, right. correct. But but the, I'm I'm really wondering about this one because this is where we sort of go into a little more deep. You know, more we with Bob there we bothered, we'd talk issues in recovery and recovery. Correct, like of course. And um, but I'm kind of interested in your story. So we know that things went bad after the hills. I think really. I don't. People know how bad
0: it got with arrests and the. No, I mean, I, I got to look it up exactly. But I mean, I, I always. It's this is a very accurate uh, assessment on on the amount of times that I was arrested. Fifteen times, all uh, around alcohol. Uh, really? All around alcohol. Uh, went to twelve, thirteen f- treatment facilities from Florida to Hawaii, every state in between. Uh, you know, I, I lost everything. Um, and you know, I, I was at, at the bottom. I mean, my, my drug addiction took me not to only contemplation of suicide, but actually attempting. Mm, I didn't Uh, know that. What did you do? Uh, I actually took a drink of fifth of vodka, uh, and then I took 30 interviews pills and then drank another fifth. Oh, man. I was, I completely blacked out, passed out, and I actually was found. Uh, rushed to the hospital, vomiting uh, and stuff. And they, yeah, I was actually unconscious. That's uh, a for
1: real attempt.
0: Yeah, no, it was yeah. it was legit, and I woke up with black tar all over me yeah. um, in the hospital. Down. It, so what that is, they give them charcoal, and then yeah. they vomited all over the place. Correct. Exactly. It couldn't keep <laughs> anything down. It was. You know, and that's that's where my addiction takes me is to a very deep, dark, lonely place. You know, and that's you know what's, what's weird about it for me. You
1: you get you become a, a shithead.
0: Yeah, in your when you're drunk, hundred. You have a personality
1: change. Yeah, no, I,
0: it's literally I have a. Like a total bipolar shift.
1: Yeah, your Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde is I'm sort of perfect. a perfect, yeah, perfect model for you. Yeah, do, are you aware that you're shifting like that when you do? You get aggressive, or what happens?
0: <clears throat> I know it like, I mean, and when I'm sober, and then like, no, when you're using, when what, I, what, what is that? Do you uh, aware of it? I'm just, I, I'm, I'm
1: going down this path, so people, um, it's interesting. We moved away from the poignant. Uh, stuff we were talking about the award because I got emotional, and we moved away from it and that 's all good that 's it 's not good, but we 'll go back to it yeah if you are someone you know is dealing with addiction, you know that finding a treatment program that works can be very frustrating and actually painful. Truth is every patient 's needs are different and constantly evolving. Well, the people behind True Recovery in Orange County, California, realize that effective care can 't be a one size fits all And that's why they've developed a comprehensive range of treatments that can address all facets of the addictive process. True Recovery's master-level clinicians maintain small caseloads, allowing them to truly personalize their care. They offer individualized treatment plans from residential to outpatient, always with a holistic approach and a focus on accountability. That's right. The addicts got to participate in their care. As patients become ready, True Recovery offers assistance with life and coping skills, school and vocational rehabilitation, as well as community reintegration support. Now, this is an important step that a lot of programs leave out. People have to be able to live their life, and if they've never done it before, they need help doing so. I've spoken with True Recovery's medical director and was impressed with their range of therapeutic modalities and psychiatric services. Their experienced team is well-equipped to manage patients at all levels of care. To request more information on how True Recovery can provide you with the personalized care you need or someone you love, go to drdrew.com slash true. That is drdrew.com slash T-R-U-E. House of Kim with Zolziak. That's right. If you like my show, you might love House of Kim on Podcast One, the real house of Atlanta, spilling the tea and helping you. Believe in your dreams, and now she is doing it twice a week. Tune in to hear her take on motherhood, music, living on TV, and so much more. Check out House of Kim now twice a week on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcast. If you're looking for a car, you know you are overwhelmed by terminology like MSRP. You know what that stands for? or Maybe invoice price, list price, dealer price. It's It confuses everyone, and it's designed to do so. What you really want is the true price, and that's why... True Car has created True Price. That's right. This actually means something. You know exactly what you're going to pay for the car you want. That includes fees and accessories before you ever get to the dealership. And true Car dealers show you the True Price on the cars like the one you want. They do it all from the comfort of your home. You see that scattergram? You get a sense of what the market will bear in your area, so you know you're getting a fair price. And True Price is a great price because True Car dealers show what other people paid They know this, so they set their true price competitively so they can win your business. That's right. They want your business. And once you lock that price in, it's for an actual vehicle on a True Car certified dealer's lot. So when you're ready to buy new or used, don't forget, used as well. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Um I'm interested in people knowing what you're experiencing is because a lot of people have
0: alcoholics in their family and, they're, and they get unpleasant sometimes when they're drinking. Yeah. Are you aware of it? I Look, when I'm in active addiction, I mean, before I pick up the drink, my, my, my thought process is already in a, a very dark place. I mean, for me, I've, I've identified that drinking and drugging is not my problem. It's the way I think. And those are just solutions, my so-called solutions when I pick up the drugs or alcohol. And, and the dark is? It, it just The dark actually just – when I start using, that's actually when I get darker. So, but
1: dark in terms of mood or people' socks life it's, it's, sucks it's, a, or lot, fuck it's a lot or? of
0: irritability, a lot mm. of uh, you know, just not feeling a part of, feeling alone, mm. um, just separated. Not it's, understood. Just it, not under exactly, not understood. Just but it, the most is I just never feel comfortable in my own skin, and that was until I really took a hard look at that. Um, you know, I just I – just, I don't know where it stemmed from and we've talked about this a lot and I never – there was never a traumatic incident or something when I was little. I mean I was able to look back in high school before I ever used a drug or you know, drink or a drug. And about 13 years old, you know, being on on the outside, being a part of the popular group, being an athletic, you know, dating, you know, be- the better looking girls in high school kind of had all this stuff intact. But at home, I was who would go home, and be like, you're fucking ugly or you're worthless. You have no friends. I was just always self-sabotaging So real negative self. Just, yeah, just negative, negative self-talk. And and I and now I can identify that because I really did a hard inventory of when I was looking at this. And that's I don't know where it stemmed from. Do you think that's mood. Do you be depressed? It had to have been something, I don't know, and I look back now with all the studies around prescription drugs and uh-huh. stuff that were, because I was prescribed at a young age to Adderall uh-huh. uh, at 12 years old, and, you know, because I've always been ADD, but I've been able to channel it now into a, in a positive uh, process, but uh, I don't know if something was wired differently when I was young, because I didn't have those thoughts until I was, until after I'd dabbled in prescriptions.
1: Oh, that's interesting. So <sighs> maybe, I've not, I personally have not really noticed that that happens, but, it's it seems sensible to me that it could, that it usually I, what I tell people is that the Adderalls and what usually don't create trouble even in somebody who's genetically prone until after eighteen, but maybe you're a case where it started the all the negativity and everything of the disease. Well, because yeah. I
0: think it's important for people to understand too, because I grew up in a very structured parents who are, I mean who are still married in Orange County, which is a rarity in itself. You yeah. know, I had a very solid foundation. I had a really good tight knit home.
1: But but to be fair. To describe his parents, they're lovely, loving, not up, not uptight and like yeah, over controlling. Yeah. They, they they were they're they're the, they're who they are, yeah. but they're not.
0: But you know, I, I guess in the simplest form, I was raised right. You know, and they're I came, great people. They're great people. And so it's it's like the underlying list. That's where for me is. I really truly believe in the genetic component of it because yeah. I had and I was raised great, great. Had you know all the all the well, we talked there. a little bit about your mom being overly um, gratifying as like kindergarten mom, age yeah mom was definitely an enabler for yeah, sure
1: yeah and that's you know it's, it's, nobody's a perfect parent waiting wait till you see what happens uh, I'm like, already I'm already suckered cool. into it I'm already just going
0: to start going to codependency but <laughs> but, I, but if you're prone
1: to sort of some of that inflation that that is the disease that makes kind of sense to me that might have really gotten going there. yeah no for sure. But, you know, this is a great example of, you know, some people it's all genetics. Some people it's mostly environment. Some people it's a combo of both that You're somebody that the
0: genetics played a big, big role here. Yeah. No, for sure. And big I fully piece. believe that. And, and it, I, around that, I have a question, too, just into in bringing this up. And so, working, obviously, in, in the field and seeing so many people go through treatment, I've seen such a, a higher success rate in people that are about 40 years and older that have had some form of life. Yes. And versus the millennials. Can you Millennials t- right now, we're having real trouble with. Well, it, and, for some it,
1: reason, the the twelve step thing does not respond. They just
0: don't dig. Do you what are your What are your thoughts I around can't, that? I haven't figured out yet. I, I don't know. I, I how much do you think plays into it with instant gratification?
1: Some of it's that. Some of it. I I, I was telling some Adam Carolla that I had a weird experience today with a with a um, millennial who was really an amazing person, and I was talking to her because I was so interested in her story and stuff, and she was telling me she wants to help politically and all these things, like very, very giving and appropriate. And uh, and I said, you know, millennials, people need to – she was complaining that people weren't listening to millennials, and I, I thought, okay, okay. And I said, "Well, let's let's say you had Mayor Garcetti here in Los Angeles. Ear, what would you tell him?" She goes, "Well, I'd tell him to step aside and let me let the millennials take over." I'm like, "You're 25, right? You're 24. What are you talking about?" Right. And I thought, "Oh, that's that's telling to me that that they feel like they're ready to take over." And they are no, most well, certainly not. It's a sense of entitlement. It's an entitlement. It's. A, it's. I think it's a, a lack, because I think the parenting has protected them from the world, and so they don't really understand what the world is yet. Correct. And they have to get in and get knocked down a bunch of times before they kind of get it.
0: Well, I also saw like an interesting thought process around this, because I see a lot of people that come in that were in their 40s, and not like a Bob Forrest story where yeah. he's kind of lived that rock star life, but for yeah. somebody that's, had, you know, that's ra- had work, had, you know, they had a Like, I look at, like, somebody that's, like, in their fifties or a functioning alcoholic, they've had to actually work to survive, if you will. And they've actually had to acquire self-worth. I think
1: that's the, that's the piece that's missing. That's what I'm, well,
0: that's, cause I look at the, you know, how much does the government have to play in this? You know, 50 Uh years ago, there wasn't a place where they could go to welfare, get food stamps, they could have all this. There was a form of enabling at a much higher level. Whereas – because I, I see it and I'm like, what is this disconnect here where people only have to even go once that are you know in that older demographic. They get embraced. They have that – it's easier for them to get back into the day-to-day of living. They have that connection where yeah. there's just such a lack of self-worth and a disconnect in and, and the millennial population. Yeah. So
1: they're disconnected. They're immature. And I, I don't mean that to be critical. I mean just they just don't have the maturity and and they don't have that whatever that is of – surviving in the world. They don't really fully really get what that well, is. Well,
0: how much do you think, I mean, looking at suicide, right, and looking yeah. at the amount of, you know, with addiction and it's just constantly been on a skyri- yeah. skyrocket up, yeah. is, you know, the, there's one of the, the longest studies in history has been done at Harvard around happiness. Mm. And the biggest form around that is human connection. Mm-hmm. Everything that we're doing is disconnecting us from mm-hmm. that. We live in such a false sense of reality. And, and so
1: you're you're throwing in another piece which we have no idea what the impact is, which is the phone and the social media and all stuff. We just well, don't video know. Games, video games, TV, TV we, yeah. any of that We stuff. don't even know. We have no idea yet. I mean, the history will tell us. But, but we do but have,
0: have studies showing that it is the, the biggest form of happiness is human connection. Correct. We are social and, beings. And
1: that everything everything on a screen is a pseudo intimacy. Correct. Not real.
0: Well, and we're able yeah. to hide behind it, right? So I think that derails us from actually yeah. acquiring self worth. Well,
1: or or gives them a sense of, of false intimacy so they never figure out what real intimacy is. And that's this, why I, is, this is bad. Well, well that's why
0: good. we're even starting to uh, I'll tell you more about it offline, but we're starting a whole thing about lose the filter. That's, well, gonna I, our, that's gonna a be great. our. It, it's a it's, great. That's great. gonna be our hashtag. We're trademarking it. We're we're basically going back to grassroots because what's working? What's the stuff that's going out there right now? I I'm fearful now having a child. I look at what's around us yeah. and it, it's scary. I feel like
1: that generation is gonna be the one that kind of solves it. Yeah. I, I, this 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 these the current millennials are really sort of a. Transitional group that are Correct. exposed to this first thing, I and mean, of course humans don't know how to deal with this. Correct. So yeah, I'm I'm worried about them, but again I'm optimistic because they, they are. I'll tell you what they are. They are hardworking. They are smart. Uh, they are relentless, and so I feel like they'll kind of find their way. But. We have to find a way to connect with them and help them in, in the recovery field.
0: One more quick thing on this because it was very interesting. I was talking to a, a Fortune 500 company, and it was, you know, they, they have, you know, they're one of the bigger companies in our country. Or actually, they're actually based out of Germany. And they said, you know, the biggest thing that we're running into now is we have these people that are coming from Harvard, Yale, you, you name it, any Ivy League school, best resumes and stuff. But the biggest problem is, is when we they have no social connectivity. Yeah. They cannot interact. Yes. And you know, on their resume, it's great. But when they have to be doing interviews or coaching or different <laughs> things like that, there's they're having problems hiring people now. It's not good. So it's I don't know. Good. I just found that very fascinating. I think I
1: think time will help them with that. I think I think that that's what I'm hoping happens because they, they're like I say, they're hanging and they're digging hard. Um, I want to go back to the your role in helping me get that award at the mission. Yeah. I, yeah, I think you play a bigger role than you were letting on, and and I. It was a deeply important evening for me, and you're responsible. And I thank you. No, it it was very my, important. My to me. pleasure. I, I I cannot thank you enough, and it's something that will stay with me always. Because as as I was saying, it's a it's a group, the mission that I have you know known about forever, and just had full respect for. And the situation down there is infuriating. <laughs> Terrific. And, 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 it, and it's got, and our government is failing. California, yes. LA County, LA City, and they don't seem to care. I, literally we have a typhus outbreak now in downtown Los Angeles. People are going to die. And I was fighting with an attorney on the radio the other day and he goes he goes, Well tell me when there's ten thousand de- ten thousand sick. I'm like, What I don't wait till ten thousand do you you're somebody that's interested in saving money on health care for Christ's sake. Are you right? what are you thinking? What are you thinking? All to sort of protect what's not a politically expedient sort of problem, which is you're failing. Correct. You got to figure out other
0: ways to do this to help people. Well, it's deflection it's is what he's trying to do. I mean, at the end of the day, reading that article that you came out with was I appreciate that, and I think that's again is is thanks to people like you and going back to the award pieces. You do so much work, and that's why I mean, I when I am looking at you dead in the eyes, is there's I couldn't think of anybody better that deserves that award. Well, that's very you know?
1: Now we're now we're getting saccharin, so I'm now I'm going to intentionally take us off this okay, because I love you and I, I appreciate I it. I touch my hand. I got you. Buddy. I really appreciate it. Man. Yeah, I really do. So you mentioned your relapse. Yes. What do you want to tell people about that?
0: I mean, I think and you know, look, I'll tell you this: is that I had you know multiple years of sobriety. And things were going it didn't come easy. By the no, way. it didn't. It took, you you were working hard at it. I worked it, it really took, hard, and you
1: had to get punched in the face a couple of times. Sometimes, I think literally, actually, literally, and, <laughs> and donkey <laughs> punch. You name it, man. I had to go through all walks. But so so okay. So we talked about what happened at the time of the hills with all the arrests and all that. Yes. Then we got our hands on you, and you kind of kind of sunk kind of in a
0: bad way there. Correct.
1: <laughs> and then you had a moment. You got you got got it together. What was that? Moment? Yeah.
0: So basically, I I was at a spot of really taking you know surrendering <laughs> and taking direction. Why? What happened? And, I didn't really – I I, I was at a spot where it was just like, man, I'm at a place where I have no other direction to go. I mean I was at the bottom of the trough, if you will, and it was – the only thing I could do is look up and go, okay, I got to fight this at some point. Um, But you know, I connected with some really good people, got some good – And you had enough sort of of the – you've been exposed to stuff. You've been exposed,
1: exposed, exposed, and now maybe you're kind of ready. Yeah, exactly. So
0: I mean it it took a big beat down and that's the thing is – you know you don't i don't highly i highly recommend going down that path but, but i but do. i had to yeah uh connected with the right type of people had the right type of mentors you know i think i came in here Eight years, seven, eight years ago, with mm-hmm. Mike Netherton, who was the president of Betty Ford. So I had you, I had Doctor, I had Mike Netherton, I had Doctor Hedrick, mm-hmm. I had all these people that were around me that kind of gave me the insight, and I was really, I dove in, I got basically taken under your guys' wings. Were you treated at Hogue initially? Uh, Doctor Hedrick had treated me prior to me coming into Celebrity Rehab, got so it. I had that's where my I, he's treated three or four of my family members as well. So wow. we have a history with I think he treated my aunt about 18 or 20 years ago. Good guy. So uh, does great work. Yes. But um, long story short is is I, I dedicated my time, and, and I surrendered to this. And through that, I ended up receiving a lot of the gifts of sobriety. I mean, I, I'd grown tremendously. I ended up getting married. You I helped some other people. Ha- helped a lot of mm-hmm. other people and, uh, again, helped some of my family. And it just became part of my life, and I was embracing it. And, you know, and uh, but— ego came back into play uh as things started getting really good and what does that mean uh, i am i my my confidence or I guess no, just my for me You started me, listening to yourself rather than anybody else? Correct. I started taking, you know, the best of my own decision making got to me into those places and yeah. I stopped taking direction from, from right. the people so you that went,
1: you went back into your brain exclusively. Correct. Making decisions. Yeah. Correct. And, and And were you hiding, obfuscating, bullshitting? And, yeah, I already? was I
0: will so not only that piece, the ego came into play. I stopped going to meetings, I Ooh. stopped staying connected with my sponsor. Ah. It was uh I was fabricating stuff you know it wasn't that i was in, in that's those are signs of active addiction for me the way yeah. i look at it is my active addiction is light sheet steel and but, but you were already into relapse even though he hadn't used mentally it. correct yeah. and and so but so, things are
1: so the part that people don't
0: get they don't is so it, but things were really good on the outside you couldn't tell yeah but inside i could i i know this i know what my triggers were i knew yeah what was going so you know you
1: knew it was happening right correct
0: but I, when it's happening how come you can't change direction how come you can not go damn i was not I willing i was not i had so much i was not willing that's where the ego came in, is yeah. I was not willing to say to somebody that this is what's really true. happening. I'm struggling. It's yeah. basically as simple as, like they say, the 1,000-pound thousand phone, thousand phone, you know, being able to pick up and call somebody and let them know what's really going on. I lost connection months prior to with my sponsor. We had had just a, a you know, not an in-depth relationship like we did, where I was checking in every day, following up, meeting at meetings. Was he you know. chasing you at all, or is he was just, hey, man, I'm here if you need me? He, he kind of, at the beginning, he was chasing, and then, it, you know, he ended up uh, kind of letting me go. Yeah, yeah. and... Uh, which I again, is i 'm very grateful that this whole process happened because it 's brought me out to the other side but uh so just going back from that is uh titrating off, and then you know things were so good, I got so busy though. Um that I thought it would be wise to, to go see a psychiatrist again and I went and connected with the psychiatrist and I ended up being prescribed Adderall. And I I can say this isn't looking at you again is I had no intent of abusing the prescription. Uh but be- and, and, and as he as you went
1: through that process of being prescribed that medication, did you think to yourself, I wonder if this to be a problem or this is gonna be a problem or just thank you, doctor, I hope I'll feel better. It-
0: I honestly, like I said, I, I was I. It may have I don't know exactly what transpired, but it, it. But I knew, knowing if I wasn't in the mental state, that's the problem. Is all the the momentum and the steps that I took to get to that spot is I knowing and looking back, I knew that was not the right, the right. No, thing.
1: I know, of course, but I'm, I'm I am I'm trying to deconstruct it so people who are going down that path or who have family who are going down that path can understand what you were experiencing in that moment because it's I really, easy for us to judge it from this perspective. I really thought that it would help because the things that yeah. were going on in my life. Yeah, besides, you knew something was wrong. And but you weren't really think about it. So, this is the thing about about drug addicts: is the last thing they want you to think about is their sobriety or they're not using. Correct. They, everything else comes first. I, I got to take a medication. I got to sleep more. I got to work out more. I got to make more money. I got something. Something's Correct. wrong. And, Correct. And but I'm good. I'm fine. Maybe this medication will help.
0: It, and that, <laughs> so, that's exactly the thought process. Yeah. So. All the stuff you have to remember. Okay, so just to clarify for everybody, the underlying issues is all the things we just talked about is yeah. what I knew was going on. On the you, outside. You, you knew it. I knew it was going on. All right. And on the outside, though, things looked really good. I was starting my recovery residence. This, this is the part people get confused about. If you knew it, why didn't you do something? Why didn't you call your sponsor? <sighs> I couldn't tell you. I just... I, there was, Shame? it Not that I... Well, because at that point... Or to feel too good to be back in your disease. <sighs> Maybe I liked the chaos that was going yeah, on. Yeah, Maybe yeah. Maybe I did. And... That makes but, sense. You know what I mean, and it, it almost oh, was a, your it poor was a, wife. It was a comfort zone. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was, no, I know exactly what that is. So and that's, that's something. It's going to be hard for people to understand. I get it. Yeah, I no. And so you got the outside, and then you got what I'm going through personally with the the hope that this prescription is going to help me balance. Because what I struggled yeah. with is there was too much going on. I had too There was too much good happening. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, and I'll make a little joke about this, but I ended up getting prescription dyslexia after a few months of taking it. I said taking one every four hours. It took four every one hour. Oops. And, <laughs> Oops. and then it was off to the races. Oh, but yeah, the, the scariest. Then it's, then it's on. And it was on. And then that lasted for the Adderall you know, consumption, the lying, the hiding, the well, cheating. What was
1: up with the doctor prescribing that much med?
0: <sighs> I was able. I ended up getting. I was shopping multiple a little. M- uh, multiple, multiple docs okay. and doing the whole thing. Um, but the can't, scariest the scariest, can't do it anymore we finally have a system in california thank god finally Amen. I, I mean but this and this I, so i would say with everything that was public and I, everything i went through in the past that was not nearly as bad as this relapse um, or anything that i'd gone through this time because you know in the past when i drank i would get arrested it was kind of just that was my always would joke you'd always hear me say i'm allergic i break out in handcuffs that's yeah. just kind of what would happen
1: but that's who you were back then that's too. who i was but yeah. with
0: all the knowledge and everything i had everything again on the outside still looked like it was okay and maybe if you know if you could see some things like what's going on with him but you know okay he's getting married all these things would come into play and uh you know the, the craziest part about all of it was everything it was everything <laughs> but is going through this is the the loneliness the oh, shame yeah. that i felt and yeah. cuz i literally I was dying trying to help people, yeah. you know what I mean? And and I say that like I was doing everything I could. I'd lost – I went into a full-blown gambling addiction, lost mm. a couple million bucks. Oh, my God. House. Yeah, <gasps> I mean, we lost everything again. Oh, my
1: God, your poor wife. Oh, my God. Is she going to Al-Anon? She is. She's oh, got good. a sponsor. She's, oh, okay, doing, the okay, She's doing the whole deal. She's doing the whole deal. so going be fine.
0: But that's – working with people like you, Dr. Hedrick, all, all these people
1: – her, her loss and stuff was in the middle of all
0: this, all, was Her it? dad, yeah. Her dad died, and I wasn't able to be there for her. I mean, there was so much stuff that had happened, but this relapse was so much worse because uh, it was. I was able to fool people, and that's, that's where it became really scary to me is because I was actually working with ASAM certified doctors, people that should understand these things, and I was able to hide this. Mm. That's where it became very scary to me, and on the outside, things were good. Inside at the home, it was as dark as it gets, mm. uh, and it was brutal, and it was, again, it took me to... The depths of not contemplating but attempting suicide. Mm. Um, and, and that's what my addiction does.
1: Well, if you or somebody you love is suffering with nocturnal cramps or has cramps when they try to get about or perhaps with exercise, it's a really serious thing. And I've been uh, pounded on by patients. They've been coming at me, uh, you know, it's so miserable. They go to their doctor and they want a medication to make it go away. And the only medicines we've had in the past are sedating or dangerous. But not no more. Now we've got TheraWorks Relief. You've heard me talking about it everywhere. TheraWorks Relief is a non-greasy foam clinically proven to relieve muscle cramps fast and relieve muscle soreness. And with daily use, TheraWorks Relief can prevent muscle cramps before they start. Do it twice a day. It allows you to get a full night's sleep or go into those activities or exercise. TheraWorks Relief takes only minutes to apply and I recommend it to family, friends, patients, and they, of course, pass it on to other people. The reviews have been amazing. TherWorks Relief is my choice for preventing and relieving muscle cramps. Make it yours too. Get TherWorks Relief in the pain relief aisle at Walmart, CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens, or by discussing with your pharmacist. They're as enthused as I am because they don't want you to take those dangerous medication. They want you to use TherWorks Relief. You can find out more at Therworksrelief.com. That's TherWorks Relief for your muscle cramps. Well, I love these mattresses. This is Purple. We have one, and we use it, uh, and in fact, we have guests sleep on it once in a while, and they rave about it. Yes, the Purple mattress feels different than anything you've ever experienced. It uses a brand-new material that was developed by actual rocket scientists. It's not like memory foam. It's not like that. You don't... It's hard to describe. It's like floating. It's like floating. That's what it's like. Other other mattress manufacturers claim to make you float. This actually feels like that. You'll you'll tell the tell me if you don't tell the difference when you lie on a purple mattress. And of course, it comes directly to you, and you just lay it down, and you've got your mattress. It, really, it feels unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time. Keeps everything supported while feeling comfortable. It's breathable, so it also sleeps cool. 100-night free risk trial. If you're not fully satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund. It's backed by a 10-year warranty when you decide to keep it, which I guarantee you you will. And it has free shipping and return. It just shows up at your door. You're going to love Purple. And right now, for our listeners, get a free Purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just go to Purple.com. Use my promo code D-R-E-W at checkout. That is Purple.com, code Drew. The only way to get that free pillow is to use my code Drew at checkout. It is purple.com. Code Drew. Now, it feels like this suicide this time was more about no way out, right? I felt that it was
0: over. But it's not because you were so dark is because you, how do I get out of this? this one well, especially now working in, you know, in the field of recovery, being yeah. an advocate for this. And, this yeah. and it's like the shame, like, I mean, even in treatment, I was sitting there coming up with the acronyms, you know, shame is self-hatred against my oh existence. my God, you became you know? Gary, I mean, Gary Busey it, right there. Pretty much. <laughs> I started coming up with all these different things. And I'm just like, you know, what am I going to do? This is like what I've dedicated my life to. And, mm. you know, but I can tell you, the biggest, the, the, and that's the thing that God again, I believe this has happened for a reason because I'm able to talk about it. And you know, when I when I reached out and I said I needed help, the mm. amount of love and support I had mm. was overwhelming. Um, and I and I know for me now, you know, like I said, that's why I stick through the routine. I stay in order with it. But I mean, man, my recovery because right now in this mental state that I'm in is I, I'm so happy. And you Go know, on. I'm let your brain does produce more potent chemicals than heroin. You got to let it work. And if I keep that as the priority. That you know, I'll be able to have this life and flourish through it, and,
1: and the 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 mega changes that are going to go on over the next three years are going to surprise you. I think, I think because I think this time you're so deep in it that, that there'll be a lot of layers of change,
0: and I I, I really feel that, and mm-hmm. I think that's. The surrender to this is different this time. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, it's, it's, I was surrendered before. And I, I, like I said, I acquired my multiple years of sobriety when this whole thing happened. Like I said, sorry to you guys that are listening if it's kind of convoluted, but it was, there was a lot of stuff that happened in this. And just, I'll throw this out there as well as during this whole time, in the past three years, me and my wife had six family members that have died for oh my, my grandfather, God. her grandfather, her dad, grandma, aunt, another grandpa. Um, I mean, there was just so much stuff that happened on top of that, you know, with my oh, wife my getting God. pregnant, not being there for my wife when she was pregnant. Uh, when our child was born, I was in detox. I had to go up to the third from Hogue hospital. I went up to the third floor to watch my child be delivered after 48 hours in detox. After my baby was born, that wasn't enough. I ended up going back to the house, taking more prescriptions. Uh, and it was at my daughter's six month, uh, I called it a birthday, but it's at her six months as I went back and checked myself into actual 30 you do days a gra- treatment. Gratitude list on your wife. Yeah, I do a gratitude, a gratitude list every single day. But but you need to focus yourself on her because, man, that woman, what she has been through, I I hope it's a... if If it wasn't for her... I wouldn't be here. And, you know, look, at the end of the day, and the best part about the, about her is she takes full ownership of, you know, of her part of things and mm. just as much as mine is because, you know, wherever there's an alcoholic or an addict, there's there's an enabler or a codependent. Yeah, and
1: that's why it's, it's critical that she get an Al-Anon and get her own sponsor and things because she mirrors your illness. Just it's a different piece of it.
0: Well, the beauty of it is though now is not only when we first met, I was in recovery and she mm. was an untreated Al-Anon. Mm. So, but when we both went into this is I went into recovery, she went into Al-Anon. And that's the thing is a lot of people don't understand is – I feel so much for my wife because I went in and I got you know went back into thirty forty days of treatment plus some aftercare and stuff like that. Where she went into a three day family program, which yeah, that's great and all, but there was so much more underlying issues that she needed to to take care where of. Where
1: did all her codependency come from? I don't know. If, her, you, probably her ex- mother, to the extent that you're comfortable. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I think that from her her mother side. Okay. Um, I but mean But you can see it. You can see where it's coming. from. hundred percent. Okay. Because it's got to come from somewhere. She's Italian. That she's a people pleaser. You <laughs> got know, it. Um, caretaker. Caretaker. That whole that whole side of it. But when we both dove into this, when she went into Al-Anon, I went into my recovery. We are both now on a parallel playing form as we're developing. Because if she didn't go into and my recovery is getting better. All those resentments would have been there, and it wouldn't have worked. Oh my god! No, so oh, no, it's, no, 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 yeah, it's the, oh no, no.
1: Her her recovery is both your recoveries are essential to one another. Correct. Yeah, uh,
0: so, it's been a it's been a hell of a ride, man. And you know, I think that's the biggest takeaway of of everything is is I wish. That I was more open and honest um, from the beginning, and yeah. you know can't change it, yeah. but I know what to do now. And I kind of, hey, if I were you, I'd. I'd
1: <laughs> you've got so much to be grateful for, uh, in- including the fact that when you were slip slipping and then in trouble, you still were able to help some people. Yeah, it's not like you didn't. Yeah, you can own that. I mean, it was dis, you know, it wasn't really what you m- wanted it to be. It wasn't unadulterated. Yeah, but still helped. Yeah, you still help people.
0: Well, that's the thing. As I like I said, I'm not happy with any of the stuff that I had, that I'd gone through, but I can say and be, be very and, and and if you dragged anybody down because you were using,
1: you just got to make amends on that. No, e- and, and eventually, correct. And I don't know about now, eventually.
0: Yeah, no, and, but I, and I've taken full ownership of that, and I think the beauty about at least with this relapse and stuff is there was there was not a ton of harm that was done like Good. the prior well, again, time. Grateful, Gr- a ton of grateful. ton of gratitude. Man, oh man, yeah.
1: Have you talked to our friend Bob Forrest and uh, made any amends there or anything?
0: I have not touched base with to him. Maybe Saturday we'll do that. Yeah, <laughs> we gonna, need, we need to touch base. We're going to put
1: um, Jason on the This Life podcast, which is something you can see at true uh, dot com, and I think he's going to be on that podcast. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah.
0: in part of what yeah. I was going through, and you know there, that would be a really good one, and I think it's important. We touched base last time we were together, yeah. but it would be nice to actually have some sit down conversation mm. with them.
1: Well, you don't need to make an amends to me. Um, appreciate that yeah you've been you have been an inspiration and in, in, in to me the relapse and everything doesn't interrupt that at all it's it's just kind of how I see things I see the big sweep of things and I understand what happened deeply and I understand why these things happen and I'm grateful when you survive them and they push you out the other side as a more deeply recovering person.
0: And I think that's it's important a, to say to people is: look, because relapse is not a part of recovery, but it does happen. It happens. I, yeah, you know, I don't want to condemn people to relapse, but correct.
1: It, it takes a bit to really get this thing into you down
0: deep. It has to be happening to you on a level but where you, you're, not you're not resistant in any level, and that resistance is subconscious many times. Well, correct. If you're, but my p- is if you're going through something, reach out. That's the biggest thing I can say: is stop that, stop that pain, stop that misery with that, because yeah, you could have used that advice. I could, I could have used that. Yeah, and, and but I, that's the thing: is I didn't have, and that's the. The best part is, I had you know people like you, and I had other people that I was connected with. But the shame for myself, I didn't really have that close close circle that I felt, even though you guys were there for me. But I didn't. well, but but you and our, our relationship something I also
1: wanted to clarify. You and our relationship has shifted. I, we're friends now. It's, yeah, it's that's a different thing. Correct. Yeah, and we we sort of when you were in treatment, we talked about this and stuff, and, and that's what I want to be to you. I don't want to be your doctor. I'm I am a doctor. I can be useful, but I'm your friend. Correct. And and we're gonna have uh, Dr. Hendrick. Hendrix be your doctor. Correct. (laughs) For sure. Correct. Uh, And that's that's a great place for for me. I hope it's good for you. To shift. No, that's
0: where I want it. Okay, good. That's where I want it. All right, good.
1: So, um, is there anything else we want to talk about? Is there anything? About- no,
0: I think the big thing is is for people that want to see a shift and change in the that, treatment that,
1: programs. Northbound or anybody? Yeah, knows? well,
0: Northbound still doing a lot of great work with them. Northbound is you know a, is is a treatment facility that focuses primarily primarily on you know the millennial demographic mm-hmm. eighteen to thirty five. Uh, they do great work, especially if you're looking now to to reacclimate back into society. They do a whole college bound program. They That's do great. you know they have a Christian track. They have they have a multitude of programs, but they they really focus on after actively arrest the disease, get stabilized, to helping you. Anybody that has a good track record with the millennials, I'm interested in referring yeah. to. Cause That's Because it is very
1: hard right now to get them engaged.
0: It is. But the biggest thing that they touch on is that self-worth and, and re-motivating them to actually find self-worth in the day in, and when they get Real out of Real self-worth. Real like self-worth. in the world. Correct. sense of self in the world. Yeah. Correct. That they, they're, like, their tagline is literally – uh, helping people go out to their natural stressors and bringing it back into, into a controlled environment so they can process and flourish. Mm-hmm. So, so they, they send them out into the workforce and stuff? Mm-hmm. That's good. And is Trace Vistas? Yeah, Trace Vistas is, is Dr. Hedrick, is, is the, to, to me, one of the best... Uh, Pain management doctors out there. He's an ASAM certified. This uh, is the guy I know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know he's interested in pain management. Yeah. He's loved. Well, I got
1: it. I'm gonna maybe see him this weekend. I'll look around for him and yeah, talk gotta, about that.
0: You gotta connect with him yeah. on that. But he uh you know he worked at Hogue and he worked at Mission yeah. Hospital for Because we need the pain thing
1: is a whole mess, and I, I need somebody that can trust like that. Yeah,
0: he's incredible with that. But he worked at Hogue Mission Hospital for twenty plus years. Uh he's worked with over twenty thousand patients. He's kind of like uh our local OG down there and you know he's just he he does it for the right reasons and his passion's just like yours i mean he should be he could retire if he wanted to but his heart's still in the he game he gets
1: it he gets it and when, and when you've seen it and get it you kind of feel like you got to keep reaching out to it cuz so many of our peers
0: just don't they just don't understand it And those are the and, people and that's the thing is is Look, you know, you and I both know there's not a lot of good treatment centers out there, unfortunately. There just uh, and out of you know what are the fifteen thousand plus facilities Ugh. out there, I'd only refer to very few. Oh but my God! These are people that, and, you know, my family's gone to both of them. Half my family's gone to both these places, and there's been unbelievable outcomes. And that's who I connect with is people that do good work.
1: All right, my friend. Um, well, again, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being open. Thank you for. Yeah, you know getting through that one of course <laughs> anytime that was, man it was a, that was a doozy anytime and uh, any last minute of stuff the November 21st i want to try to go down there and, and uh, you got to come down do the food, notice for the food people service that, thing you know if you like the hills Is that the 21st or... not 22nd it's 21st you're, i'll bring you down man we'll go down there that's the that's the wednesday before right wednesday before All right. we got to talk to us, my wife about this I Susan, will. about this we got to get this done we will. and uh, gary what's happening with you you're leaning on your mic what time oh what time we're going to head down there at 10am can we go down? Uh, maybe. You and I have pod later in the day. That Wednesday? Yes, we do. Oh, mm-hmm. shoot. Well, may, maybe before. we're so going in the from evening. 10 to so 12. Like, yeah, that's like 4 p.m. or something.
0: You know Because I'm, I'm supposed to do radio that day. We can go before radio. We'll figure it out. And we'll figure it out. Come down. I'd love but, to. Yeah, it'd be awesome. And if you guys want to check out the hills, it comes out in January.
1: Yeah, go see the hills. It looks very interesting. I By the way, seeing Heidi and Spencer the other day, I, I had a whole different um, feeling about them. They've changed. Oh boy, they've made a huge and, shift.
0: Uh, and gla- they're together, right? Yeah, they're together. They've uh, gone through some. Talk about a couple that's battled through it. And are they going to the talk about end. it on the show? I yes. a
1: Podcast on podcast one.
0: Yeah. Oh, they have a podcast. Okay. I think It's
1: called Make Spidey Famous Again. Okay. Well, they. Boom. They. He was delight. He was. He was um, humble and appropriate. I really enjoyed meeting him, and and she seemed like centered and good. And yeah, you know, man. So that was nice to see, and. Um, Again, new respect for Ashley. Yeah.
0: Yeah, man. She's my saving <laughs> but grace. But also
1: also new concerns in terms of her really working a program now. Amen to that, so, bro. All right, man. That'll wrap it up and we'll see you all next time.
0: Thanks, guys